Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Journey Through the Decacast, a retrospective of Kamen Rider through the lens of Decade. I am Shin Garrett. I am Evan. And I am Chris, also known as Ha Ha Ha, Kamen Rider Worm. Oh, right, that's that. Um, <laughs> Evan is just super salty he didn't do this now. Yeah, no, I am. I mean, we've got a billion more episodes. That's true. <laughs> oh, we can just teach do one each episode. That works. So we haven't found our rider belts yet, Garrett. <laughs> yes. Yes. In podcast lore, that has not happened yet. Yep. Okay. Sure. That works. So so this is my, finally, my Common Rider podcast. I've been threatening four years to about everyone I could have possibly threatened it to. And finally, I found two people to take the bait. <laughs> Man, I've not even watched Common Rider. That's true. Other than the little bits and bit bobs I've watched, but it makes me feel like a kid. I've only seen, like, five episodes of Kamen Rider before. I've always been curious, though, because Tokusatsu is, yeah. like, n- you know, a thing that it seemed like I wanted to know more about. And always seemed like a thing of, like, I, I, I am attracted to the type of silliness that this show does. It's kind of made for me. I've just never got into it. Yeah. I don't know why. I bounced off Kabuto the first time I tried. So was the first time you guys have seen stuff, was that when I when I kind of just sat everybody down in a room at ASEN and went, you're you're watching this because I have you in a room? That that was the first time I had seriously watched Kamen Rider, yes. I forget if you sent me the first episode of Decade or if I saw a little bit of Gaim first. One or the other. We no, I think you wa- you watched Decade in in the ASEN room from a couple years back. Because <laughs> I showed that, and then I showed, I think, the first episode of X-Aid, right? Right, after. and the first yes. episode of Gaim is, like, pretty similar to the beginning of Decade, so I was like, do all these shows just start like this? <laughs> well, I, I gave you Gaim, because, like, I'm like, you you like Fate Zero? Like, here's this one Urobuchi did. Yeah, uh, Urobuchi is an interesting writer, as much as I have my problems with him. But, yeah, I was enjoying what I'd seen of Gaim. But anyway, Garrett, why, why do you like Common Rider, and how were you introduced to it? Why why are you an American person who is super into Common Rider? That is a good, well thought out, pre constructed question that we talked about beforehand. I literally did just tell you <laughs> I was going to ask you this. <laughs> um, well, I can tell you when I got into it was actually it was actually I think my first ASIN that I went to. And I went to the Tokusatsu Hell panel that was done by Mike Dent, oh. who did R5 Central before, which, like, maybe, like, one person will get this, but that background's there. And so I saw that, and I'm like, this shit's really cool. What is the currently airing show? And it was Decayed. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. so this leads into why we're talking, we're using Decayed as the backdrop for this podcast. Because spoilers, I fucking love Decade. Okay. It certainly seems like something special from that first episode. <laughs> it's special in possibly all of the right and wrong ways. Yeah, no, I get the feeling that it's, it's the kind of thing you watch, and if you think about it too hard, you'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I want to start a podcast about this, because I don't understand what the <laughs> fuck's going on. That's fair. Um... <laughs> 
And that, and, uh, so I'm a, so at some point you saw other common writer shows and liked the idea of Decade introducing people to these other common writer worlds. Yes. Which led you to suggest the format we're going with. I've just always thought it is interesting to follow or do a retrospective on the series through its own anniversary series. I think that's an interesting lens to look at it. It is interesting, yeah. yeah. It'd be kind of like uh, watching Godzilla Final Wars and then pausing it every time a new monster shows up to go walk and watch that movie. It's like, all right, let's go find the history. Actually, I kind of want to fucking do that now that I think about it. That would be really cool. Yeah, I'd be pretty into that. Yeah, Final Wars is kind of a great movie, actually. So that would God, fun. Godzilla's fun. Um, so the other part of the question is why I like it so much. Um, so actually, I do have an answer for this as well, surprisingly. Is... um. For me, it kind of hits, it hits that niche that, that like comic book fans that, that Marvel hits for them. Oh God. Yeah. No, I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's something just different enough about it where I click with it more, where I don't necessarily do the same thing with comics in general. It's like every time, like when I started watching Build, which was my first series, serious series, I'm still watching that shit. I need to watch more of it. Don't feel good. It, oh god, it's so good. Um, I get it. Watching it gave me this feeling of being like eight or nine years old, sitting on my couch on a Saturday morning, watching the superhero show. And he's the superhero. He does the cool thing. He ride the cool. I got the cool gadget to do stuff and the fun. And ah, oh. <laughs> and it's a very. I don't know. It's just very childish in a very likable way yeah i can see that like i think that's that's another one of the things that really does it for me is like it it it's childless enough but then like it also sneaks in some like stuff that wouldn't fly on american television like some real heavy hits yeah there's some real like dark shit underneath it somehow. I don't know if this is a controversial comparison, but it reminds me a lot of, like, sort of how Doctor Who is, and that it's, like, extremely earnest, but also, like, willing to go pretty dark, but it's very cheesy at the same time. It's like, yeah, it gets, it gets this feeling of, like, they're portraying the world in this kind of lighthearted, fun, you know, superhero show way. But if you actually take the time and look and think about what is actually going on and the situations that are actually happening, it's like, oh, no, these are actually really serious and dangerous situations that are heavily influenced and have, yeah, they, you know. Yeah, they kill like four or five cops on screen in the first few episodes yeah. of Guga we watch. It's yes. Oh, spoilers for next episode. Oh, yeah. Spoilers for next episode. Civilians die. Mm -hmm. um, oh, but but since since we spoil that, I suppose that segues nicely into talk about the format of this show. Um, so the way that I have conceived to talk about this is um, basically we're starting with the first episode of Decade, uh, this episode. And then basically as Decade travels to the other worlds, spoilers, Decade travels to other worlds. Um, we will then um, put down decade for about 50 episodes and then go watch the series of the world he's going to which uh, now that i have seen the first episode of decade and the first few episodes of kuga i'm like really questioning this choice of format because i really want to know what happens in decade next and i'm not super invested in kuga so far i yeah it's, well you also gotta think it's like decade is a good 10 series after 
Mm-hmm. Uh, ten series of, of writing practice after Kuga. <laughs> then again, Kuga is fucking, what, ten, twenty years worth of practice in anyway? Uh, they had an 11-year... Common Rider's been around since late 70s? It, it was an 11-year break from Black Common Rider Black EX, I believe, the previous RX. show. Oh. Black RX. In 1989. And was the first one to come back. There's also the three movies between that two. Yeah. Um, Shin, Zeto, and Jay. I don't think it's in that order, but that's what the three were. Yeah. Huh. And then Kuga was their big TV relaunch for the Heisei era. Correct. Okay. And then a decade is the ninth Heisei, Heisei show. Um, Wait, is, Heisei isn't show. it the tenth? I thought it was no, the it's actually the ninth. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I must have miscounted. Because one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, right. Because there's nine other realities plus decades. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Numbers. Numbers work, I promise. Maybe. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm not sure about these whole numbers thing. It is. Oh no! I'm sorry. You 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 were correct. It's sorry. It is the tenth Heisei show. Okay. It's the nineteenth Common Rider series. In <laughs> okay. I knew there was a nine somewhere. Common Rider's profitable, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Toys man. They sell lots sell. of toys. That's, oh, well, yeah. Considering I, yeah, no, it sells toys. <laughs> considering I want all the full bottles from Build, and I've got the Build driver, and I want to get the other drivers and all the other. <laughs> Yeah. They're so cool. It yells at you. It says <laughs> the lines from the show. Uh. I mean, I I had a bunch of Power Ranger stuff as a kid. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that is how we will be following along this train. So, so, so spoilers again. Next time we're talking about we're talking about Kuga next week. Kuga. Um, but before we get to Kuga, we're, we're talking about the Cade. And more specifically, we're talking about the first episode of Decade. Decade. Properly named Rider War. <laughs> Rider Clusterfuck. Also known as that. Yeah. This is just... Oh, also, before that, we we kind of glossed over it, but, uh, so Decade was the 10th, um, Heisei show, and, um, so Common Rider, right now at least, it's going to change in about a year or so, has, is broken up into two, sometimes three, um, different eras per se. Um, there is the Showa era, era, which was, um, the original, uh, kind of set of shows before the Cougar relaunch. And it's named because it was done in the Showa era, which is, which is basically just an era is the time where an emperor is, rules over Japan. So the previous era was the Showa era. We are currently at the time of recording in the Heisei era. And then, Current event wise, we're looking for a new era, possibly April of next year. Won't be named for a while, though. Correct. Yeah, I was always um, curious why. Uh, I, um, they, they use a similar naming scheme for the Godzilla eras, and I did not know what that meant until I was researching <laughs> for this. Oh man, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah, it's the same yep. thing. Yep, they do the same thing. Like for for Sentai, Ultraman, Godzilla, it's all kind of there. Um. Kind of specific to Kamen Rider is some people like to um, break Heisei era into two parts, where you kind of have the first what, part. Be- before Decade and after Decade? Yes. Basically, you have your Kuga through Decade, and then after that, um, I've heard it called as um, the, the Neo Heisei era, or just Heisei era part two. 
um, where it's broken up for then the next um, number of series after that, which um, from right now would have be um, Double to Build, which is currently airing at time of recording. Everybody should watch Build. Yeah, they do divide up into pretty neat halves. The uh, the Wikipedia page calls it Heisei Phase 1 and Heisei Phase 2. So. Yeah. Heisei Phase Electric Boogaloo. Pretty much. And and they're, and it's kind of set up nicely where uh, the 20th uh, Heisei show is going to be um, G.O., which is a, another anniversary series that might hopefully maybe have decayed. So who knows? If they just Fingers. called it Common Writer Decade 2, that would have been pretty badass. But I mean, that was my joke on Twitter, but... It didn't happen like that. I mean, instead of being different dimensions, it's going to be different points in time. It actually is. It, it is. Fuck. So time man, force. I guess we're going to talk about Geo some. Um, so kind of kind of the difference you can look at it is um, decay is more dimension hopping, where Geo is more time hopping, time traveling. Uh, that works. Why are you calling it Geo? It looks like Zio. No, it is pronounced Geo. Okay, you're, you're you're saying it with an English accent. Zio would be just completely ignoring proper pronunciation. Yeah, and then you'd be talking about the Power Rangers season. It would be like, I guess it would be Shio. Cho, no. What I don't, I fucking, I, I need to shut up. <laughs> I like how we just left my Power Rangers joke just sitting there, just didn't acknowledge it. You gotta sandbag some things, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. You, know, them walls. you let some jokes die so that the others live more full and prosperous lives. All right. All right. I, I see where the lines have been drawn here. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about explosions for two minutes. Man, that girl should be deaf. <laughs> like, super deaf, bleeding out the ears. The first explosion that happens behind her, she's like, ugh, come on, not now. <laughs> this is no. I'm trying to sleep. I'm well, to I mean, stand here in my dirty dress. She's successfully sleeping. Yeah, she is. This is a dream sequence. Pretty obvious from the beginning, because you know it wouldn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> Assuming things are going to make it sense, continues to not make sense. Oh god! Yeah. So we start off with this cold open of of basically the the titled Rider War. Yeah, uh, a billion CGI laser beams and gasoline explosions all just happening everywhere. As a bunch of, like, rider mooks run around and punch and slash at each other and you get shots of all the different... Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, that's that rider from this show. Yeah. Oh, that's that rider from this show. And then there's a church that's a dragon. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, I recognize Kuga. I don't know most of the other writers. <laughs> I think I recognize Kabuto, but yeah, I don't know most of yeah, them. You I, got one. I got Kabuto. I think I got Kuga. Kabuto is easy because he has, a, like, a Kabuto horn. It makes him pretty easy to pick out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody's there. Everybody, um, everybody Heisei era is there. There might... Hmm, are there any show? I don't think there. I think it's all just Heisei. But don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, really, it's two minutes of explosions to kind of set up this thing. And at the end, there is the silhouette of, of, Jesus. of a masked rider, per se. And the only thing in focus and not grayed out is the belt, which hopefully says decayed. Does it say decayed? Yes. The, the DECA driver does say decayed on it. Wait a minute. I'm looking at it now. The DECA driver? Where does, does this, it not? where does it say decayed on it? 
I know the, that the girl says decayed a bunch. Oh, on it's on the it's not on the buckle itself, but on the belt piece, it's um in the gray piece at the top above the okay, above okay. the actual buckle itself. Yeah, because its primary feature is it's got a central circle with I, I'm assuming the symbols of the nine previous writers around the edges. You are correct. Yeah, it, it that's pretty obvious. Yes, above that though, in in the in the gray piece that kind of holds it, it says decayed above that. Okay. Yes, okay, yeah, it does. There, I see it. Yeah, it's super hard to make out, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's, yeah, directly on the top. And then it's got... I don't know, it's cool. Yes, uh, this season uses cards and barcodes. Yeah. Spoilers. And uh, the dress the dress dreaming girl is like... <sighs> decade. <laughs> decade? Decade. I mean, it's not quite as like as like sighing and like just like nonchalantly. <laughs> she seems like, more disappointed to see him than anything, which is a weird emotion <laughs> after all those explosions. Maybe, but like that also totally fits with their relationship. <laughs> yeah, considering what you see in the next couple scenes, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yes, because then because then our dreaming person who has the name of Natsumi Hikari wakes up from well, this well, dream. Hold on, hold on. Before that, what? we hear Journey Through the Decades. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry that we glossed over this amazing Gact opening that we got. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Man, I love Gact, but fuck Gact. Um, man, I don't know when watching the music video for the opening falls into our watch order, but we have to do it at some point. <laughs> I really like how the intro starts with like the common writer cards loading into his faceplate. That's a really cool. Yeah, that's nice design. Yeah, I, I really like the opening shot. Like, I think the the motif with the film really works out. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm and uh, I, I have no idea what the mo- the film motif is about, honestly, because I've only seen the first episode. But I'm curious how it plays into what's going on. I mean, it's more of an aesthetic aesthetic thing, and it's kind of just a reference that kind of Decay uh, uses throughout. Yeah, film negatives are just cool. Yes. My favorite shot in the opening, though, is I think it's around in the middle, where I think the the glass bottle drops and falls, and Tsukasa starts falling to the side, and the faces of all nine writers like, kind of appear um, superimposed on them for a yeah, second. Yeah, they do the old Spider-Man half-face thing. Yeah. She didn't drop it. She, like, threw it. Yeah, she throws, drops it down. Mm-hmm. So throw it on the ground. This isn't my dad. This is the film reel. <laughs> so threw it on the ground. And I knocked out my weird friend. <laughs> I think he has a concussion. Possibly. <laughs> so we so we do get that fancy opening of Journey Journey Through the Decade, which I really like. It's, it's pretty really good. Yeah, it's, it's a fun intro. Common Rider openings are generally pretty sweet. Yeah, Great. yeah, they are. Um, so after that, we do we do then see our character of Natsumi Hikari, who is at first off focus to to a camera, which is kind of just a cool looking shot, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just waking up. Yeah. From a snooze. Waking up to all these upset customers with <laughs> with these shitty and can pictures? you even call them customers? I, no, because I don't think they paid. Yeah, it's they. Fuck, God, customers are the goddamn worst. Um, <laughs> hi everybody, I work retail. Um, Same. 
Yeah. It's they're in there and they're yelling about their pictures and their super shitty pictures, so I kinda understand, but I mean some of them are kind of artsy. It's implied that they didn't there there's no implication that they ever paid for these pictures. There's no implication that they asked for these pictures. The implication is that a guy came up to them and said, Hey, can I take your picture? And they said yes. So he did. And gave them copies, and they were shitty. They honestly look like pretty basic artsy photography class student photography. Like, yeah, nothing amazing, but, you know, not an unusual fine. kind of photography. I mean, there were a couple that I think are, are passable. Yeah, a couple of them are better than others. I mean, there's one shown later where the guy's got, like, his face is on both sides of his head, and it's neat. This has been the serious art criticism section of Kamen Rider <laughs> Journey Through the Decade. <laughs> Yes. Man, I I didn't know we had that. We have that now, I guess. We will be making sure to critique all pictures that Decade takes. (laughs) There's a lot. Maybe maybe you don't want to. I didn't say they would be very long reviews. That's fair. (laughs) So we get this scene, and then Natsumi's like, well, I'm going to go out and fucking punch this guy. Yeah, she does a knuckle crack. It's pretty cool. She cracks way more knuckles than she should probably be able to out of each hand. Possibly. It's like, I... She does... Excuse me. When she does it, it's... If you've ever cracked your knuckles, it's kind of hard to get more than maybe four or five out of a hand if you do it on the semi-regular basis. And she sits there and she, like, cracks eight, nine knuckles on one hand, goes the other hand, another eight, nine. It's like, oh... It's it's like the anime-exaggerated version. Yeah, it's you can, you can almost see the sound effects coming off of it. <laughs> zawa zawa. Zoro, 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 zoro. Well, yeah, she goes out and finds this guy, and hey, look, he's taking more shitty pictures. Yep. He's being harassed by gangsters slash Yakuza or something. Yeah, I think that's what it's kind of played up to be. More people that didn't pay for a picture and are demanding their money back. Yeah, they're just angry that they're bad, question mark. And so we kind of get our first look at, at Decade slash Tsukasa, who kind of just, like, has that nonchalance, kind of just, like, dodging punches by just, like, turning at the right time and ducking properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm sure there's a term for it, and it does fit his character kind of well. Like, spoiler, Tsukasa's kind of a dick, but but he's a lovable dick. He seems like a really go-with-the-flow sort of person from... Yeah, just kind of... Uh, yeah, so far. Kind uh, of. He's also just a giant asshole. <laughs> I, I kind of got that when they're like, man, why are you Why are you trying to sell these... Why are you talk, giving these people these pictures when you know all the pictures are shitty? Everyone's just <laughs> running away from me, and I just... I gotta take pictures of him. Shut the fuck up. His actual, what he actually says is, I just want to see everything in the world, but the world keeps running away from me when I photograph it. Which, again, extremely basic student photography stuff. So Yes, it's, it's very artsy. God, it's almost kind of edgelordy, the more <laughs> well, I he, think he, about he, it. it. It kind of feels like he's got this idea of, this is how an aloof cool dude is going to act. Yeah. I'm going to act like this and be an aloof cool dude. Film photography was more common back then, but yeah. This is the sort of person that now would run around with a film camera. And they're like 19 or 20 and are like, oh, no one can see the world the way I see it. This, this is the sort of person that would run around with the same exact camera 
in today's world. Right. I had run around with the same exact camera. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's a cool fucking camera, but it's the principle of it. He also wears a maroon turtleneck and, like, a black jacket. It looks pretty cool, honestly. He does have some good fashion sense. Yeah, he's yes. pretty sharp looking. Um, the camera, by the way, is... It's uh, the exact model. It's a Blackbird Fly 135 twin lens reflex camera. In case anybody wants one. Mm-hmm. Those are some words. Yes, they are. I know, so I recognize Yeah, the viewfinder, <laughs> you, yeah, you look down at it when it's, like, held at uh, chest level, and the viewfinder is, like, on top of the thing. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how the twin lenses work, but, you know, this isn't necessarily photography cast. That's true. This is, man. Man, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking if Decade was actually about photography now. It'd <laughs> be neat. I would watch a photography anime too. Actually, Speed, have you never seen it's Speed Grapher? Exists. Speed Grapher? I, I thought Speed Grapher was bad. Uh, it's not. You bad. didn't say a good show, Gary. You're right. I didn't. Speed Grapher is okay. I've seen worse shows. So he's taking shitty photos, and the Yakuza get fed up and leave. Yeah. Well, so so Natsumi comes in and apologizes to them for Sukasa, and then does um. The Hikari special laughing pressure point to Sakasa, which I promise is a reoccurring thing that happens in case you were concerned. <laughs> and as soon as she was like, secret technique, I'm like, oh, well, there's a trope for the show. <laughs> she jabs him in like the neck and he starts uncontrollably laughing. So she just like stabs him right under the jaw. Yeah. Well, and she always does like the thing where like this time she runs up and then she like fakes him out and appears from behind him. <laughs> Like, it kind of gets, like, weirdly, like, martial arts film every time she does it. She fisted the North Star it. <laughs> I don't know what oh. the Japanese word for laughing is, or I would do the omaiwa whatever laughing is. <laughs> <laughs> you are already laughing. Mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> man, that's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, man, that is kind of... Um, And then also... So also kind of in this sequence, um, Sukasa's looking through the lens or the viewfinder of the camera and a mysterious man in white shows up and says the world's getting destroyed today. And then and then a flash of, of Kiva appears. So, you know, it's Kiva. Yes. And he really doesn't react to a hallucination telling him the world's going to end today as much as he's just like, eh, whatever. I think a normal person would. Um, I suppose before that, while we're talking about writers that show up, um, when Natsumi's running to find Tsukasa, there is kind of like, there's a sound that's made. I, I'm pretty sure it's just the mirror world sound from, um, Ryuki, but I could be wrong. Um, and then in one of the mirrors, there's a, there's kind of a, a quick cameo of Ryuki who shows up and then disappears while, um, Hikari's looking around. Oh, that's what that was. Yes. And then the Fire Nation attacked. Um, so, un, it's actually un, I'm, I'm not sure if that is like real Ryuki or like alternate Ryuki or like kind of where that falls in. Um, not that it necessarily matters. Yeah, we'll either find out or we won't at some point. Yes. Answer is probably we won't, but don't tell anybody. Um, so we kind of go back and we have that thing where, where Evan read it as just Tsukasa being like, a pretentious asshole. But the the point to I get mean, from it is he references that um 
the world that he is in is not his world. That's kind of the, the takeaway from that speech or mm-hmm. lines of dialogue. Which, yeah, they kind of hinted at because uh, the lady was like, he just showed up in town one day with no history or anything. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There is a very bad habit. It's well, in the two shows that I've watched it, that has a bad habit of the writer always like, mm, I've got memory problems or this isn't my area or something is wrong. <laughs> kind of. I mean, am- amnesia is just a fiction trope. In yeah, it's kind of just a trope. That's true. But then the Fire Nation does attack, as as Evan did say. <laughs> There's dragons out of nowhere. There's a lot of things out of yeah, nowhere. Giant fucking. Suddenly, everything is shit. Yeah, huge, like, weird fog wall comes down, and then fucking dragons try and eat them. Yes. Um, I do like the show. So the first one comes down, and it separates um, Natsumi and Tsukasa. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of like the. The change to darkness that happens on Tsukasa's side. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that was a motif, nice visual yeah. thing. Like I, I, I tried to think if it kind of like played into anything, but I couldn't I couldn't come up with a really a concrete reason or anything for it, so it kinda just looks cool. I don't know what this show is about yet, so I still don't know. I think it was just a you know, a further um emphasis on the fact of, oh well he's in a entirely different dimension now, and so everything it's going to show you that just when you go between dimensions things can be wildly wildly different as they well not wildly different but you can be in a different place doing something else and the situation can be different yeah and they show keep showing that through the rest of the episode i think well i mean time is pretty unreal from this point on in the episode basically yeah time yeah like well like time and like kind of like moving around is kind of just all all wonky um i'm pretty sure it's it's all still like it's all the same world until the end where they actually go to Kuga's world. Um, but here we kind of, so we kind of get Kiva coming back a couple of times in this episode to kind of explain a part of what's going on each time until the end where you still don't really have a full answer. He shows up to dangle a carrot. Kind of. He's like, hey, you want this carrot? Well, what? he shows up and he's like, where are your buckle and cards? And Sikasa's like, well, I don't like credit cards. Which is <laughs> cute. That's a fun, dumb joke. Yeah, because he's saying the English word cards, and yeah, just I that that's what they use for credit card. Yep, I think here. So he kind of talks about the nine worlds, not so much. It kind of we kind of more talk about it later. Um, it shows them the splitting of the world, and it's like, oh, there's the things, and he's mysterious, and then he disappears. Yeah, and then he kind of sends Tsukasa off to a different area, and then we kind of cut back to Natsumi, who's running through... There's a neat sequence where, like, when the world split apart, and then, like, one of them rushed, like, falls down towards Kiva, and, like, stops a few feet away from the ground, and, like, Kiva's standing on the other side of a... underside of a building. Oh, yeah. That is cool shit. Like, he's showing, like, a projection of these nine worlds, and how they're crashing into each other, and as one crashes into the other, it does that shot with the building. It's pretty neat. Like Inception-y, in a neat way. Yeah. 2009 was after Inception, yeah? Or... Um, maybe. Wasn't that a 2000... Well, wait, okay, hold on. I think that was right around the time Inception came out. Like, right around then. Uh... Inception was 2010, so this actually predates it. Like, uh, yeah, it was like a cool shot with, like, the building rushing towards. 
Yep. And we kind of cut back to Natsumi, who's kind of just running through different areas. She kind of keeps getting, like, running through those walls and ending up in a different area. Warped. Yeah. Where it kind of shows up all the mooks from previous shows. So these are these are callbacks to kind of the monsters from the previous series that have gone on. Yeah. Show up, do a cool little move, kill a civilian or two. Yeah, she's running yeah. with a small crowd of people and they are all freaked the fuck out. I mean, as you should be. Yeah, they're in a pretty bizarre situation here. Turn the turn turn people into weird glass? I don't know. Yep, there there's a couple that are glass motif, uh, the fan gear from Kiva. Um I was curious about the one where the guy's like, I will grant your wish. Like, that seemed interesting. Oh, oh, yeah, she goes through the warp to the wasteland, and there's weird ghosts that their torso is coming out of the ground, and then there's a portal directly above them with their feet. It is a really cool effect, and I actually love this style of ghost. I am really I curious it. to get to whatever show includes them. Um, That is Deno. That's um the Imagine. Okay. What is your wish? Still is your wish. And you get the really... You get the we get the really silly thing of her running away and the ghosts chasing after her. You can tell they were like suspended in air because so, their legs are just kind of oh wiggling on the ground in the air. Woo! It's we'll it's an interesting scene. It's fun. So then we kind of in the and end, Mothra shows up. Yes, in in the end, a, a worm shows up from from Kabuto, and no, this, I'm just, the fucking. Moth monster, yeah, it's a, it's a worm from Capito. Oh, it's a, oh, it, it, it's literally a worm. Okay. Oh yeah, the the one that like turns into something and then turns into something else. Yeah, it's the one that that looks like Natsumi and then turns into like a a creature looking thing and then it turns into a different creature afterwards. Yeah, I get it, the middle form. I'm I'm actually looking at it now. This is a creepy ass design cuz like it's got a it's got the shape of a person, but it's also like on its chest it has two like sort of praying mantis sort of human arms that are like crushed against its chest and covering its eyes. It's a really creepy looking design and he's only in it for like a second. Yeah, cuz then it just quickly molts into its next form. Mhm. So that happens, and then during that point, Natsumi happens magically finds the the buckler and cards that were talked about just before. Yeah, just randomly in a building that got crushed, and it's like, oh, hey, there they are behind a wall. Yeah, I wonder what kinda, they're doing there. Just like, oh, these are going to show up now. And then Sukasa's on the other side of the wall and kind of is trying to punch through it to to no avail, and she he notices the buckler and cards, and he's like, hey, give me those. And she does, and they and they go from being all dirty and grungy looking to looking pristine. Give me this buckler and card through this weird wall that I have not that I have shown no evidence that anything has been able to pass through. Give them to me through it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the buckle can pass through the wall, though. I mean, don't don't, don't worry about it. It's buckler magic. Man, I'm gonna worry about it. It does seem worth worrying about. Let's give some indication that this thing can happen. I mean... Oh, yeah, and then, okay, so takes it, and then two more monsters just randomly show up from nowhere. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna murder Natsumi, so... He does, uh, he does his first tension, and, uh, it blows down the wall when he does it. Yep. I mean, th that's just how powerful it is. Is a strong henshin. It is. I, I really like the henshin 
display of the all the like slats going into his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real cool. Um, apparently, it's also it. There is an insect that kind of shares that same motif that that is done, which is kind of cool. Huh, that's interesting. I really like decades outfit. His design. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, it's the Italian striped bug that uh, that looks like it. That kind of has the segments. Huh. Um, it also plays in with the barcode theme as well. So it's kind of like the lines in a barcode. Mm. I love that it's just. He does these poses and like for every card, well, he starts putting cards into the driver. Yes, we start we start getting into the gimmick real quick, which Decade can turn in can turn into the previous riders and use their abilities. Starts with Kabuto. Yes, he starts with Will to match the worm, which is the yeah. monster from Kabuto. I actually. I actually really like the pose the actor does when he does it when he does the cards thing because he plops them in there and then he like. He like slides both his hands like across his across his uh, waist. He, yeah, he slides both his hands to push the belt back in, and then he crosses them after. Yeah, he's like he's like chunking it in with like a like a hitter. He like hits both sides of the belt and then like overshoots. It's a pretty cool look, even if it is a little ridiculous. I mean, everything's gonna be ridiculous, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the part of the episode where, where we're just going to show off explosions and fight gimmicks and stuff. We're going to show you how cool Decade is and all the cool things he can do. Yeah, yeah, they run through a bunch more monsters and a bunch more former writer powers. Yeah, so we run through Kabuto, who then uses Clock Up to, to fight the worm monsters. And then, and then the card pops out and it turns gray, which is a thing that happens for now. Yeah, if, they, if these are all one-use powers, that does seem kind they're, of... Lame. They're not all one-use powers. <laughs> They're one-use powers for this episode for sake of storytelling. Yeah. If they weren't, I guess he would be super OP. Right. Well, super OP comes later. Um, so we get... And then Fies next? Yeah. Yes, Fies happens next. Which Fies is like my, my other favorite from the Heisei, pretty much. Or from from Kuga to Decade Heisei. His bike turns into a tree. Yeah, the bike. Robot. He, yeah, he uses the attack ride for um for the autovagin, which is um Fize's bike, which does turn into a robot in Fize, which is super cool. It's it's a, it's a very silly looking robot. I just... Um, and he actually he does the thing where that which is also directly from Fize, where his where Fize's sword was built into the motorcycle handle, which he pulls out. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird that that Tsukasa does pull that out because he does also have his own sword. Um, his his book of cards actually doubles as a gun and a sword. It's called the Ride Booker. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Ride Booker. I'm into it. Oh man, I actually really love that pun. That's really good. <laughs> That's a real good pun. So the more I'm rewatching these little scenes, it like I'm getting the implication that he's especially when after Hibiki. He does, uh, it's important when he transforms into Hibiki, he doesn't put the yeah. card in like he does for the others. He just holds it up at his it face <laughs> and like throws it down towards his crotch area and it just slides into this. And then once, perfectly. once he transforms, he does this little shimmy and rubs his hands like, yeah, let's get it on. Yeah. And so I'm getting this, impl- like, I have no idea. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have no idea, but I I like to think that the cards all have, like, echoes of the writer's personality. And so while he's each writer, it's, he'll act a bit like that writer. And so that's why when he did Hibiki 
and immediately turn in and he's like, oh yeah, let's get it on with my Kali sticks that throw <laughs> fire. Yeah, Hibiki seems crazy OP because he just like immediately kills everything in the area with fire. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, look at this giant crab that I will attack its weak point for massive damage. Yeah, um, he kills like twenty guys at once explodes. by just like throwing fireballs at them. It's like, wow. Okay. That's not the only giant crab for massive damage we'll be fighting in the series. It's it's not even the ma- only massive crab in the episode because yeah. the next the direct next scene is a whole bunch of the monsters all fighting each other. That's true. And there's crabs climbing a building, and then the building explodes. That's an interesting take that you have with um with kind of taking on the personalities. I don't I don't think that that works out from from what i know but um it it kind of plays neatly into during that scene he's like questioning like why he knows how to fight and stuff yeah it's like i it so it's like it's not oh i'm becoming this person i have an echo of their personality or their abilities and it's influencing him that's that's an interesting theory i don't because- i don't think that ever comes up anywhere but i like it um, and then before that, when you're talking about kind of like the distinct, the distinct things, um, a lot of, a lot of suit actors, or at least for a series, they kind of have movements that they, that they do every time and, um, decades and you can start keeping a watch out for it is, um, when he has his, uh, ride book route in sword form, he'll kind of like run his finger and like slide it or slide it through like the, the top bit to the blade and kind of like shoot it off. Oh, he does that as, um... I think he does it as Kabuto. No, he does... Uh, Kabuto? He, he might do it as Fies, too, actually, after yeah, no, he, he do- destroys them. He does it... I'm watching the scene again. He does it as Fies after he smacks down all the enemies with Fies' sword. He, like, cleans off, yeah. he flicks it, and all the enemies explode. Yeah, that's a, that's a decayed thing that he does a lot. Huh. Is, it the, is it the same suit actor wearing every suit in Decade? I do not... No, I I think I think yes, I think it would be a single suit actor for Sukasa's character. That's interesting. That's cool if they went to that effort. Um, I would have to double check that. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, so a lot of shows do kind of have that thing where each writer kind of has their own thing they do in the suit form. Um, the one that stands out most to me is probably because Fies is one of my favorite. It's Fies because every time after he transforms or is about to get into a fight, he kind of flicks his wrist right before going through, and it looks super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I assume most of the suit actors aren't the actual performers for the character; they're stunt actors generally. Right? Correct. Yes, they are. They are stunt actors. Like there are specific suit actors. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like the the suit acting, it, it, they all do have like distinctive ticks and stuff. I mean, you'd you'd know this from even if you'd watch Power Rangers as a kid or anything. They they come from like a, a different acting tradition, really, which is kind of the interesting thing. It's like uh, I I think it's from like the I forget the name of the the theater style. The, there's like a Japanese theater style where you ma- wear a mask the whole time. So actors, Kabuki? yeah, yeah, Kabuki. So you have like distinctive ticks for your character, and yeah. uh, that comes through in uh, in Tokusatsu shows a lot. It's uh, just neat, just yeah, neat. Bit yeah, of so a lot of times, like for each new writer, they'll give that writer like it, their own their own tick that they do kind of throughout the series. Yeah. Well, when you're in a mask, you got to be overexpressive to yeah. show personality, mm-hmm. so it works. But okay, so just move on. And yep, so kind of then we I think so they go back to the the Photoshop that Natsumi's family runs or her and her grandfather. 
you're missing an entire scene. Yeah, like the point where time stops and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, well, they're heading back to the shop and then the time stop happens. Yeah, they're heading back to the shop and they get warped again. Yeah, because um, Natsumi sees, like, this this mother and, and child thing and about to get engulfed by some flames. It is the everything like all the monsters are fighting each other and attacking each other. And then a giant fish falls into a building, which apparently causes an explosion large enough to take out multiple blocks of a city. Yeah. And then awesome. time freezes like right in front of them. And also is before it, that, um, D- decades uh, going through all his cards and he's like, the power won't last. Yeah, because they're all pretty much great out. They're like point. all great out at this point. Yeah. Um, so time stops, and yep, then and our good old buddy Kiva comes back, walks out through the fire, and is like, "Hey, what's up? We can do this. You can do it. There's special things. I'm gonna take you to a special world." <laughs> yeah. So here we kind of get I like the the plot the dump. World. Oh boy. <laughs> so we kind of get like the plot dump for kind of the the really simple thesis of the series. The basic idea. Where it's like, hey, there's these nine worlds, they're independent and separate, but now they're combining, and that's bad. So you gotta go to them, and you gotta destroy all the common Riders, and then it'll fix it. Go there, kill everybody, and then it'll be okay. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll handle this place while you're gone. So me and my buddies will be fine. We can keep up this time freeze for a little so, while. At so least. Garrett, since we're not going to see the end of this show for like five years or whatever, yep. is he actually the bad guy or what? Is who actually the bad guy? Uh, Kiva, the guy in no. white. Okay, because this plan seems extremely sinister. Yeah, just a bit. I w- once we even get to like the next episodes. Uh, once we watch the Kuga arc of Decade, you're. Like, oh, this is going to get, like, thrown out the window. It will make sense. You are the one who will destroy all the common okay. riders. And, oh, yeah, it does totally... It doesn't... It foreshadows probably whatever you're talking about, because right at the end, Kiva is talking about how you can't create anything without destroying anything. Right. right. Y- y- you'll see. Th- there is a point to this. <laughs> Yeah, just, you'll see. <laughs> I guess I, I am slightly impatient, because this is, like, just such a dense first episode that I'm like, what I is know. going on? <laughs> you get, like, all of Kuga to cool off on it, too. It's great. Yeah. And then Kiva's like, oh, me and my buddies will keep this world safe. And I, like, it, I get the impression that it's, oh, we're the ones that, we're the people, we're the ones that stop time. So, so kind of how this is, I, how I think this is meant to be read, and kind of what the wiki says is... Kiva and the the main timeline universe Heisei writers are keeping the world frozen while Decade goes off. Yeah, okay. Okay. Alright, yeah, so they get back to... So yes, they get back to the photo place. Photoshop. That would imply that Decade's world is the main world then, right? And... Mm-hmm. Well, it's the one that's frozen, though. Okay. What? Well... <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> It's spoilers. We'll, we'll get there. It's the main one for this episode. We'll get, yeah, there. It's, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, we should we should wrap this up. And <laughs> we uh, we've been going for an hour on a half hour show now, so it's fine. We... There was a lot of dumb stuff. We opened with some background. We're doing good. Yeah, there's... It's true. We can cut and edit as needed. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'll edit this one. Yes, yeah, so they get back, and for some reason, the I don't even know. I'm just going to call him owner like I do for 
like I did for build. Yeah. Owner isn't frozen for some reason. He's just kind of frustrated that the TV isn't working. Yep. I guess the Photoshop is immune to the time stopping. Oh, the, the, the Photoshop's fucking special for some reason. The Photoshop is kind of just plot convenience right now. It's like, oh, hey, we got to go to other worlds. And he's like, oh, everybody's got to go on a journey. Yeah, he's got a magical projector in the Photoshop that projects images of the other writer worlds, and he jumps through it into the Kuga world. Well, well, he kind of, he drops down this, this mural, and so it's like this painted mural, mural of, uh, of this other world, which happens to be the Kuga world. Like, it, the way it implies to me is he's just got, I guess, nine different paintings up there that he's going to cycle out as need be. Huh. Well, okay. In the first scene, it is, uh, there's like earlier in the episode where they have something projected there. I honestly read it as uh, it was a time-stopped version of a projection instead of a painting. Huh. But oh, no, it, it's a it's a painting. Okay. They, 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 after the opening in, in um, the version we watched, there was, like, that thing where it showed a projection on the wall to kind of, like, show what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, well, hey. What? So he drops down this painting, and it's... It looks just like an older version of Japan, and... Decade goes outside, and then he's a policeman. Yep. So kind of like the the thing that happens as Decade goes to multiple worlds is his he will get an outfit that matches the world he is in. Yeah, and the end of the episode kind of implies that he's assigned a character in that world, too? Kind of, yes. Um. So then we kind of get... We, we, we do some Kuga's... Well, they talk about an unidentified light form, which is the monsters of Kuga. Right. He, he has a police... Scan, er, uh, police radio on his shoulder yes. that goes off. And we get in... Cops are driving off, and he's just like, oh! He's watching him go. And then he goes, and there's the weird unidentified life form beating up on cops. Yeah, so then it kind of shows that world's Kuga, and he kind of transforms and fights for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the one, the monster in a do-rag? Yes. yes. It's a bit of a weird design. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this is sister. Wait a minute. Okay. okay. So I, so I did look this up as well because that is weird. It's not his sister. He just calls her that as a nickname oh, thing. Actually, no. That makes sense. If he has that sort of respect for her, that makes sense from a Japanese cultural yeah. perspective. So not actually his sister. So it's just someone he respects to call older sister. Yes. So they call this monster unidentified life form seven. Okay. Judging on from what I've seen in the first few episodes of Kuga, that puts it. Pretty early in the Kuga plotline, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that would put it pretty. That would put it pretty early, in, like in episode Kuga. five or six or something. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, so yep. this happens just that early on, and so none of the the after a certain point in Kuga has not happened yet in the continuity. He's so just... when we get back to this, it's going to make less sense. Okay, with, with <laughs> right. just what that's what that's happens. Great. That's great, Garrett. Um, I know. Like, welcome, welcome to Decade. Welcome to this podcast I roped you into. Well, welcome to season one of a ten-season podcast. Man, it's cute that you only think there are nine worlds right now. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he goes back to some of the Showa writers, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, we de- we definitely get some Showa stuff going on. Man, okay, it's gonna be interesting. Oh, it yeah, definitely it's... will. That, that's why I like I took screenshots to have proof of when both of you agreed to this. 
Because <laughs> I think both times I went, are you sure? Man, I bugged you about this at ASAMS. Like, I want to do this. That's true. I want to I want to do it. And now we're here. So then yeah. the episode ends and, and uh, Tsukasa's like, Kuga. Which is like, why he knows that? Kuga. Not sure. But he says it. He has amnesia. So, you know, he can know basically anything at this point. That's true. He can know whatever he wants to. And that's the first episode of Decade. Hooray! What'd you think about the first episode of Decade, guys? I like it. It's confusing as hell as it is. I feel like I've pretty much expressed my emotions about the episode throughout it. Yeah, it's like it... It's it's super fun. I really like it. No fucking clue what's going on other than... (laughs) It's fun and interesting, if maybe a way too complicated of an intro for someone starting to watch Kamen Rider. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. Like, I guess when I first watched it, I kind of just, I kind of just went with the flow because, as I said in the beginning, this is what I started with. Well, Garrett, did you watch the first episode of Decade and then go watch the entirety of Kuga? <laughs> no. Well, there you go. I-, I guess the fact that I know there is more going on, it, like, does complicate <laughs> things. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's you know things like. Mm. Same problem I had with Build for watching it after everyone was like, I'm like, oh, it's so happy. Oh, it is, is it? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about that in Slack, and you're just like, oh, Build's so happy. And just me and Jared are just sitting there biting our tongues. <laughs> just like, oh, you poor sweet child. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, so this has been episode one of Journey Through the Decacast. Um, you can find... Okay, wait. What order do I want to do this in? It's a good question. This show is part of the Rice Ball Network. I get to say that now. This is so cool. Um, I get to say that. So as it is, it is part of the Rice Ball Network. You can find this podcast as if you didn't find it before, but you can find it at journeythroughthedecacast.com. And from there, there should be links to things like Twitter and email and all of that good stuff. So you can feel free to follow us, which would be at some variation of at Rice Ball Network or at the Rice Ball Network. Um, undetermined right now. We'll be in show notes and corrected in future episodes. We'll, we'll probably have host-specific Twitters at some point. Yep. That stuff will show up, too. And then uh, you can email for any comments, questions, things you want to hear about on air, whatever, at thericeballnetwork.com. The, the rice ball network at gmail.com. There we go. That's how email works. <laughs> and, uh, and next week there will be no fear and no pain as we talk about the first, uh, episodes of Kuga. Ooh. It's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of monster punching. There, well, there's always monster punching. Like, that's not going to change. Hey, what day are you releasing this, these on? Um, this, this is releasing, this is going to coincide with the release of, uh, Geo. Okay, well, yes, but, like, do you have a specific, I, okay, no, I'm just going to say, release it on Saturdays, so it could be a Saturday morning cartoon show. Oh, beautiful, I like it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Just fucking, you do the entire, join us next week for another episode, sit your butt on the couch, get a big old bowl of cereal and watch it. Dudes dress up in spandex and punch each other. It does imply that Garrett's going to stay up all night uh, doing editing, though. I mean, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, I, I have an outro, too. Like, guys, you don't know this yet, but Decay does a catchphrase when he goes through worlds. 
And it's, I'm just a passing through common writer. Remember that. So we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. <laughs>